This is Gilbert Andrew Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then. All right, here we go. Of course, this song, you're going to hear it in its entirety at the end, Houston. And that's the wonderful, amazing Roger Hodgson of Supertramp. It's called Give a Little Bit. It's so amazing when he just says, just give a little bit. Just give a little bit of your love to me. Give a little bit. And it's interesting because he talks about that song. And he says that it's more relevant now than ever. He says it's all about um, we need to care. It just shows that you care. He goes, you know, you reach out and show you care. So in the concert, it's a perfect closer. Um, it, it's such a uplifting song. And that's why I love it. And that's why we're going to play it at the end. And so today's an interesting episode because I have a, a new friend of mine, Mr. Paul Gloria. And Paul has been a knight of Columbus, a member of the Knights of Columbus for 35 years at Our Lady Guadalupe Church. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that in a second. And, you know, what does it mean to be a knight and everything else in just a moment. I do want to mention that this past weekend was beautiful. The good Lord gave us such a beautiful day. Paul, are you on the line with me? Uh, yes, I am, Gilbert. Not alone. You're in the studio with me. Oh, yes, yes. Well, I there you are. <laughs> Paul, you know, I don't know where you were this weekend, but I was out and about. And um, Stacy Fairchild had invited me to participate in her um, neighborhood uh, bazaar or whatever they did, whatever you want to call it there at Tepelchin. It was fantastic. One of my interns and I were there. We worked the whole booth. I don't know about you, Paul, but all I did was eat. Nope. Because everybody, there was a guy who had pulled pork, Sammy's. Sammy, if you're out there, you got the best pulled pork I've ever heard or seen or tasted or smelled or anything else. And then there was someone that had pizza. There was a smoothie guy. I mean, it was just fantastic. And there were so many kids. And that's where it all goes back to that song, Give a Little Bit. You just give a little bit of love to your fellow man. And there were so many people. And I really think it goes back to... We're ready to come out of this virus, right? Aren't we ready, Paul? Uh, absolutely. I mean, I mean it's yeah, just absolutely. time. It's time to get back with people. We need to hug each other. We need to feel good about each other and all those things. So, Paul, tell us real quick. You're at Our Lady of Guadalupe. Well, Our Lady of Guadalupe, that is probably the most iconic uh, Catholic church in the city, right? I mean, how long has it been there? Oh, it's been there since... Uh Ooh, 1912. 1912? Is it the same building, the same location? Same building. Uh, we've added uh, actually a rectory back in the uh, other part of across the street from the from the church grounds, and uh, doing well. We have an old, we have an uh, existing rectory on the parish grounds, and we're trying to renovate that right now at this point. So let me ask you this: How long have you been a member of that church? Uh, let's see here. I am 68 years you old. You cannot be 68 years old. And you got all that hair on your head. And look at me. And, you know, I mean, I don't know what happened to me, but uh, you cannot be 60. And you look so fit. 
Do you do any? Do you run, or what do you, what do, you do to keep so fit? Well, uh, I retired back in 2012, and ever since then, these guys here that. Knights of Columbus, they've been keeping me busy. The Knights of uh, we want to know all about those Knights. Sometimes I joke about our Knights of Columbus. I, I want to be a member. I'm going to have to ask Father Tom, who I think is going to say our prayer today. I always say those wild and wacky Knights. Mm. But you know what? They do so much good. They do so many great things, those Knights of Columbus. We're going to talk about that in a second. Tell us more about the church. Oh, the church is going to have a, is conducting the, well, it's sponsoring a fall festival coming up next Sunday. Between 11 to 8 p.m., we have we have music, we have food, just like you were talking about before. Uh, by the way, the Knights of Columbus are involved there yep. in various ways. And one of the uh, booths that they're going to be holding or doing is pool park sandwiches. Oh, my God. I know they're going to be good. <laughs> Let's see if they're as good as Sammy's. But, you know, the Knights, well, they got some divine magic when they make their pork, so it's got to be good. But let's go back for a second. So tell us again. It's next Sunday? Next Sunday. Oh, I'm going to have to go. I want to go. Can I go? Oh, most definitely. Everyone can go? Bring Do we? Oh, we, we have um, our prayer coming up. Let's bring in Father Tom. Hello. Father, how are you? Hey, this is good. Father Tom here. This is Gilbert Garcia. And, of course, I have a good new friend of mine, Paul Gloria, from the Our Lady of Guadalupe. Father Tom, how are you? I'm doing very well. And, of course, uh -huh. Father Tom, for all of Houston, uh, is the priest in charge of Corpus Christi Catholic Church, which happens to be my church, which is right there on Stella Link in China, which is right there just south of 610. It is a fantastic church. And Father Tom, you know, Father, it's funny because, you know, I call you Father and, and, and you're my spiritual rock, but really you're my friend. Can, I, can, does, can yes. someone be a friend with a priest? Say, God, you're just my friend. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah, I think even with, even with God, you know, he calls us friends. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. You know, I, um, I don't, I don't know precisely when I got closer to God. I, I, I think I was going through a difficult time right around 08 um, when Lehman was crashing and all these things were crashing. Um, and that's when I think I just said, you know, I'm going to quit being in charge of things and I'm just going to let them happen, Father. And I think that's when my whole life somehow turned. And I think there's a good lesson there. And that, uh, and that um, we... Uh, trying to take control of ourselves and do things, but we forget about how God wants to be there with us. Well, you know, so. I, I um, never forget. I went to see Father Dana, and I was just talking to him because I was feeling down. And Father Tom, did I ever tell you this story? I probably didn't tell you this. And Paul, you may have had a story like this too. I told Father Dana. I said, you know, I'm just feeling down. He goes, Would you like me to hear your confession? And I thought to myself, well, of course not, because I'm going to be nervous because you're going to know it's me. For those of you who don't know confession, you know, it's really when you open up and you really talk about yourself and your sins with your priest and, and you go through it. And and typically it's it's generally anonymous. Um, and he said to me, he goes, well, Gilbert, he goes, God always knows it's you. Yeah, And exactly. that's, that struck me. That really struck a chord with me. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. We can't hide from God, and and we humble ourselves because it's really God who is coming to forgive us. Yeah. So. Yeah. So and and then and, and how did you feel afterwards? You know, the fear went away, Father. Yeah. 
Because before, yeah. when he said, do you want me to hear your confession? I, all of a sudden, just boom, this fear came in me. And because there, mm-hmm. I'm looking at him, he's looking at me, and I'm thinking, well, no, you're going to know it's me. And then are you going to judge me? You know, I, I just felt like I'm, I'm not going to be judged because, you know, because, you know, you know, the, the, the joke with parishioners is, well, golly, he was in there a long time. You know, oh, my God, he's he has a lot of sins. See, Father Tom, there's I'm sure priests have their own sort of priest humor. Well, we have our own humor, how much we are fearful of confession. We're like, <laughs> we're like, oh, my gosh, she was in there a long time. Um, but sometimes sometimes they're in there for a long time. As we talk about the sins and then we kind of talk about other things. Well, see, that's yeah. that's right. And what was amazing to me is when he said to me, God always knows, it's like all my fear went away. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. It, and then my heart was opened, and we talked, and then we prayed, and it was, it was a really, you know, it was a really cool thing. Well, you know, Father, we've been going through this difficult time with COVID. How has yeah. it impacted the church? Oh Lord! Uh, let me count how, the how ways. Yeah, I mean, let me count uh, the ways. No, how, how? I mean, I mean, yeah. we're we're back. Well, you know, first of all, we had to close down the church for a while, just for a short time, and then we were limited to having uh, uh, parishioners come in at twenty-five percent capacity, and then later on, fifty percent capacity. And this is, uh, you know, part of our, 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 our church contributions. And so we've had to cut back on staff hours, mm. uh, limit some of uh, the ministry that we do. And, um, yeah, so that, those were the big ones. Yeah. Well, let me but ask- the good thing of it is that what coronavirus has done is for us to be creative. And so right away, at the get-go, uh, we started live-streaming our mess. And for those people who couldn't come to, ch- uh, come to church, they feel connected because they felt at home watching it on their TV or on their computer. Yeah. Well, I will tell you, Father Tom, it just seems that... Um, you know, we're coming out of this virus. I think everyone probably has lost someone. Uh, yeah. Paul, have you lost anyone that you know of in the church or anyone that has passed from COVID? Well, just this morning, my uh, cousin. This morning? Just this morning. She, uh, sweet soul, came from a nice family, uh, raised her family, and uh, she had been in the hospital about over a month. And they're hoping also oh my goodness uh-huh. well uh-huh. yes oh that just breaks my heart um i'm gonna ask father tom to say a prayer for them right now if you don't mind and as well as father tom let's if you wouldn't mind saying a prayer for houston because we're gonna get through it we're gonna be stronger but it's during those sorts of times that our faith is challenged. And, uh-huh. you know, th- those are the times. Remember that that prayer, and I don't know who wrote it, but that, that poem of sands, footprints in the sand, when you only see one pair of footprints, and the person said, God, I'm going to read that next, next week, uh, Houston. Uh-huh. When God said, 
Those are the times I carried you when you saw one set of footprints. Um, Father exactly. Tom, would you would you just opine on that and, and, and give us a prayer here? Sure. Almighty God, we thank you for all the gifts that uh, that you give to to all of us to be able to share and bringing comfort to your people. Sometimes we feel like we are on the on the storm-tossed sea, unsettled about what lies ahead. But we turn to you, our healer and guide. To still our hearts and our times of need and hear our prayer. We thank you, Lord, for all the dedicated doctors and nurses, for all those who are on the frontline ministry, for all those that help serve food to bring us back to a, a time of normal. May you continue to inspire us and look for the good that you have given us and may you continue to bless us in this and in, in, in our houston city and for all those who do good things thank you lord for keeping us positive creative and loving amen amen father tom that was wonderful and Paul, I'm I'm hugging you right now, man, because you know, <laughs> well, I I know I I found a little tie here. Yeah, I mean, so, you know what? A, you. Yeah, what a what a thing, Father Tom. Anything else you want to say to Houston before we say thank you and goodbye there? You know, we just live in a very good city, and uh, with a lot of very talented people, and um, and it's a very dynamic, and there's life there's life in this city. And we just have to we have to nourish that in ourselves and with our friends, and not to give up. Yeah, there's a lot of good things going on. We just have to recognize it all. Yeah, I keep God there. Yeah. Well, Father okay. Tom, we thank you, my friend. I'm hugging you on the phone, everyone. This is Father Tom Smithson from Corpus Christi Catholic Church. Well, Father Tom, one more thing. Can I ask you one more thing? Sure. How did you know? God was calling you to be a priest. When, when do you remember? Oh gosh, that's, that's, you, that's a whole segment right there. <laughs> that's a whole. Well, we may have to have you back, but just real quick. I mean, how did you know? Did you? I mean, and, and somehow I have. I don't know if it's in the movies, but you think when someone Moses is saying, "God, not me," and he keeps trying to say, "Not me," and then he finally goes, "Okay, God, I'll I'll do it." Uh, how did you know? Well, you know, it was it was the people in my parish in Albuquerque, and they began to ask me. Have you ever thought about becoming a priest? And at that time, I said no, because I was I was happy in my my state of life. At least I thought I was. And they kept asking, and and then I thought, if God is really calling me. Uh, I better I better check it out. So I talked to a lot of different religious orders, and on um, uh, the the diocese vocation people and after searching for about a year i said this is what i want to do so i applied to the congregation of blessed sacrament 
and they took a chance on me. And that was about 25 years ago. Wow. Yeah. And think of all the lives you have touched. You know, think just oh. think about think about that. Well, but I think of all the lives that have touched me. Well, that's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah. They, you know, I, I I always said the best teachers that I had are sitting in the pews. Mhm. They're living their faith. Yeah. Well, Father Tom, we're going to have you back, my friend. I'm hugging you on the phone. Ladies and gentlemen of Houston, this is Father Tom Smithson. We'll say thank you to him and goodbye. This is a tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer. We're every Monday from 11 to 11.45 here on Keep Walking with Jesus. KWWJ, 1360 AM, 96.9 FM. You can write me at a at gmail.com. Or call me at 832-570-8075. I know we have a caller. Let's put through that caller. Do we have a caller out there? Yes, this is Ben. Ben, this is uh, a tip from Gilbert, and you have my good new friend, Mr. Paul Gloria here, who is a Knight of Columbus from Our Lady of Guadalupe, which is one of the icon churches here in Houston since 1912. You have a question for Paul or for me? Yeah, yeah, you know, actually, that's exactly what I'm calling. Hit us. You know, I've uh, I actually attended Our Lady of Guadalupe from the time I was in kindergarten through eighth grade, so it's been a long time since then. But you know, I've been curious to know how the school is doing. Obviously, with COVID going on, is it is it still growing? How how is it? And well, then as well, you know, I used to go to those bazaars when I was a kid. Um, so. I'm very interested to know what's going on next Sunday, as well as are they going to do anything uh, with the holidays coming up, a food drive or a toy drive, something we can uh, participate in? Well, Ben, we thank you for that question. That's pretty amazing that you went to school there. So thank you, Ben, for, for that question. Paul, let's answer Ben. What do you think? Well, Ben, we, uh, the school is doing great. We have a very, very nice, uh, very good uh, principal, uh, Mrs. Ortiz. And she's doing her best with her staff to, to keep the students there safe. Uh, they're, they're following the rules, the protocols for COVID. And basically, the, the school is like any other school. They're recovering from the COVID. And so, but they, they are they're attending in, in person. And uh, basically, they're doing And how about well. the bazaar? Tell us about the bazaar. Well, the bazaar is coming up on the 17th, which is this coming Sunday there, Gilbert. Is this like a bunch of booths and games, is, or what is it? It is a bunch of booths and games. Uh, we uh, different types of food. Uh, mm, I can already think about the food. What are the knights going to have? Oh, the knights are going to have the pulled pork sandwiches. And I uh, hope to come. I hope to see you there, Ben. Well, very out. good. Well, thank Absolutely. you. Th thank you for that question, Ben. And go to the bazaar, and maybe we'll all see you there, Ben. Thank you for your Absolutely. question. So, we'll see you. Yes, sir. Let's go back to Paul. So, right. Paul, what exactly are the Knights? Who who are the Knights? The Knights are it's a Catholic organization made up of men, but it's kind of misleading there because we are really a family organization, and basically the men are joined to uh, help the church out there in each parish. Uh, the Knights, is, uh, they're trying to establish a council in every parish. Is it is it kind of like, um, are you all the, like the church elders or the watch people of the church? I mean, you know, and, and how long have Knights been around? 
Well, we're considered really like the, the right hand of the church, okay. and we're there to help support the, the priests there. And it's been around since 1882. No kidding. Yep. 1882? Mm-hmm. Wow. So are there like knights everywhere? Uh, yes. Do you yeah. all know each other? I mean, do you communicate with all the other knights? Is there like a, a knight, uh, I don't know the right word, but a grand uh, poobah of all the knights? Or is there a, a knight's, <laughs> do you all, I, mean, I don't remember, that was from uh, Fred Flintstone, I think, or something, right? Um, but are there knights, is there like a magazine for all the knights? Or a, a, I mean, how do you all stay organized to compare notes about... Well, we're one night chapter at this church, and this worked for us, and somebody else is a night chapter over here. What do you do to communicate? You you, you hit the head on you hit the nail on the head there. Basically, we do have a, a magazine that the national headquarters puts out, and it's called the Columbia. And every member, and every member has passed, and their wives still around. We we also send them that Columbia magazine as well, and so we we. Help me, help me again. Ask me that question again. Well, I mean, how are y'all uh, staying organized, sharing notes, communicating? Uh, is there like a the Knights of Texas, which is the governing body of all the different chapters, or Knights of Harris County? Just curious how it all works. Well, it all starts with uh, the council level, uh, and then after that, there's a uh, we have meetings here in the Galveston Houston Diocese, and that's referred to as the chapter. And so it's a made of combination of all the councils within this area, Galveston. As far as it goes, as far as Galveston, as far as Freeport, as far as uh, the Woodlands. Do y'all meet? And we meet once a month. Uh, the, what we call the Grand Poopa is actually Grand Night. Ah, there is a Grand Poopa, but it's a Grand Night. Uh, I don't even know what that word means, poobah. But uh, I, again, I think it's the Flintstones. Somebody was a Grand Poopa. So there's a Grand Night. Who's, I guess, the head of the chapter? Of the council. Of the council. And basically, we, like I mentioned, uh, they meet once a month, and they exchange ideas like you had just mentioned. Oh, how wonderful. And then they take back and disseminate to their council members. How wonderful. So your council members are how many? Uh, we, at Our Lady of Guadalupe, we're mm-hmm. at 60 right now. 6-0? 6-0. Why does that sound like a lot? That's a, that's a big, is that a big chapter? It uh, sounds like a lot to me. Oh. Well, we we're about in the middle right now. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Well, still, that's great. And everybody's active. Everybody's going to help. Uh, we try to get everybody active, particularly after this COVID here. Yeah. So they're taking it slowly, but we're, we're still communicating with these folks through either through Zoom, uh, if they don't want to be there in yeah. person, too, for the... Now, meetings. is the church... Are all y'all back? Are you back, or are you are you the, all the, Zooming? No, no. The church is... Uh, uh, they were Zooming bef- uh, before. About t- a couple of months ago, they stopped uh, televising Mass. And so now we're in person. So you're in person. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of the Baptist churches are still zooming, uh, or some, or partially. If I'm not mistaken, uh, we have uh, uh, Pastor Max Miller, who's of course the head of the uh, Baptist ministers of the Houston and Greater Vicinity. We've had some other pastors in the past, and I believe they're still um, meeting um, uh, quasi virtually or virtually. Uh, but y'all are all in person. Uh, yes, we are. Oh, that is great. Yeah. I think the sooner we get back in person, you know the better. We need each other, right? We need that human touch. We need to be together. We just need to hug and laugh again. And, you, you know, Zoom has been, and Zoom, I think, is a brand. All, there's WebEx. There's all these other things. We use the word Zoom kind of like Vaseline. 
you know, there's all kinds of lip balm, but we just say Vaseline or Kleenex. There's all types of things that, to blow your nose in, but we use Kleenex. Well, Zoom has become one of those words where we just say Zoom, but uh, it's actually, I guess, a brand uh, or a particular software. But the bottom line is everyone, um, you know, has been using the new software, WebEx, Zoom, all these sorts of things. And uh, while it's been fantastic and it has helped uh, alleviate the need for travel, it's not the same. Right? It's not the same? No. No, it's not. It's better to be in person. So you've been a Catholic your whole life? All my life. All mm-hmm. your life? Mm-hmm. All 68 years? All 68 so years. So are you married? Uh, I'm a widow now. I lost my wife in January. Oh, my goodness. From this, COVID. This past January? Yes. From COVID? Yes. Oh, my goodness. I, I mean, I just, I just want to say to you, you know, I don't know what to say. The peace be with you or, I mean. Well, she's with me. She's always with me. God, you, you have she, such an incredible disposition. Um, what would you tell someone out there who has lost a loved one? What comfort would you give them? I can only speak for myself here, Gilbert, but um, my faith has kept me going. Uh, my belief in God, my belief in that she's up there in heaven. And she's, she would be upset with me if I, wouldn't, if I was just not be involved. Yeah. Uh, but anyway... Uh, God is comforting. Maybe I'm just, uh, I guess maybe I'm just weak because I, I, I don't know. I think if, if, if I don't, I, I can't even imagine such a devastating thing. And I don't know if I'd go into a depression or what, but I guess you never can know those things till you get there, what you'll do. And I think that's when you reach, when you feel the abyss coming or the bottom, or you hit, that's when you find your faith. Is, does that make sense? And I guess that's what happened. How long were y'all married? Oh, close to 50 years. 50 years? Mm-hmm. Well, amen. Well, let me ask you this. And by your smile, I could tell those were incredible 50 years. Oh, yes. Blessed with five children. Oh, my. We had, we How 12 many? grandchildren. 12 grandchildren? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. And they keep me active. My, my wife and I, we have four kids, and we don't have any grandkids. And my wife is just insistent that she'll be the greatest grandmother ever she tells everyone, oh i'm i'm gonna be the greatest grandmother ever everyone's gonna want to all the kids are gonna want to play with me but of course now that we're getting up there we still don't have grandkids she's just like saying you know oh, when am i gonna get grandkids and so now her new thing is well golly maybe i'll just be too old to play with those grandkids <laughs> you know kind of like she says kind of like my mom um but no what a what a beautiful story so 50 years so what is the secret to 50 years Communication. Communication. Talk to each other. Don't go to bed upset with each other. Amen to that. I'm going to have to remind my wife. We shouldn't be going to bed uh, upset. I'm going to wake her up and say, honey, honey, you can say you're sorry now. No, I'm just, <laughs> <laughs> no, no I'm, I'm just playing out there for all the, all the wives out there. No, 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 no. It's, you know, no. I'd say, honey, I'm waking up. Honey, it was me. I know it was me, so I apologize. Um, no, but uh, how How wonderful. Well, you know, 50 years, think about that. Um, you know, some young ch- young kids that are 18, 19, 20 years old, they get married. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, if, you know, if they're ready to get married or mature enough to get married, but y'all certainly were. 50 years is tremendous. Mm-hmm. Uh, communication is a good one. Uh, you know, whenever my wife and I talk, we'll always say, um, you know, someone will say, how long have you been married? And for us, it's 23 years. And I'll say, 23 years? I said, God, it seems like yesterday. And my wife will say, yeah, 23 years. It seems like 
23 years. And I just don't know what that means. <laughs> but, 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 Paul, does that mean something? Or what does it mean? I guess, I guess it means different things to different people. But ultimately, when time flies, I guess the old saying, time flies when you're having fun. Can you believe it was 50 years? Oh, no. No, I right? Know. I mean, there's no way you could know. Do you remember your wedding night? Yeah, it was a small affair. We got married uh, at a church called Blessed Sacrament. Is Blessed Sacrament still here? Yes. Oh, how off wonderful. Of, off of Sherman Street. And let me ask you this. Did you, like, tr were you a traditional, did you, like, ask her father for her hand and things like that? Or did you say, you know what, honey? Let's get married. Let's get married. <laughs> <laughs> Well, my father-in-law, and God rest his soul, we lost him about a year ago. Oh. And uh, he was a, a veteran of the Korean War, and he worked very hard, and he was an introvert. He didn't really talk too much. Um, the only time he'd ever talk is if he was, you know, screaming at the TV about the Dallas Cowboys. That was, that was like one of the few times he would talk. But I went to see him to ask her, ask him, for Dee Dee, my wife's hand in marriage. And um, it's one of the few times he talked. And he just said to me, well, I hope you'll always be good to her. And I said, I will. And so we had a very nice conversation. And he started to cry. And um, I guess when it was happening, I thought to myself, you know, he's an emotional man. But now I realize now that I have a daughter and now that she's 15, I'm thinking to myself, you better be good to her. I mean, you know, whatever that happens. And, you know, but first of all, I always tell, I always tell her, you know, no boyfriends, no boyfriends. But I already know. I mean, look, it's a beautiful thing. And every time I see my daughter, I just want to squeeze her so hard. I want to eat her. Tell us about your kids. Oh, like, like I said, I have five children. and um, Boys, girls? Three, three boys, two girls. And uh, the girls have been uh, blessing me with children, grandchildren. How fantastic. I have one that's... Um, uh, when she finished school and at U of H, uh, she went to uh, join the Jesuits to uh, do some missionary work. Where? And uh, well, she ended up going to uh, California. That's where they assigned her to. So how does that work? You join the Jesuits, and then they assign you somewhere. Right. Exactly. And and, and does that mean she's like in the neighborhood? In the neighborhood in East LA, and basically. Uh, uh, I was kind of concerned. I said, East L.A. and says, Dad, they're going to send me where they need me, where, where I need it. And so, uh, what do you call it? She ended up uh, doing a year's service there. And then after that, she actually um, joined another group here. Uh, actually started working for, oh, geez, name Cesar Chavez. Foundation. No kidding. Mm -hmm. And started uh, working there, uh, doing nonprofit. Actually, actually going and visiting other campuses to try to get students there to. Uh, they had Cesar Chavez uh, had a foundation where they um, create communities for migrant workers, and so they would build housing and the community centers. And so she would go out there and recruit young college kids to come and volunteer some time to work the community centers for these migrant workers. That is fantastic. You know, one thing that always struck me is, you know, if you look at the African-American community, the church is such a central part of their community, but it also serves as an organizing tool. And they've been so wonderful and successful of reinforcing their children and celebrating their successes. 
but registering the community to vote, encourage them to get involved in the community and those things. And somehow I, I think we could do more of that in the Catholic Church. Do you think? Oh, most definitely. I mean, how, I mean, I, I don't know if it's because the Catholic Church is centered in Rome. and may, I don't know if that's the reason, but it seems that there are issues that are important to the people and people's issues. And this is not a political Republican-Democratic thing. At the end of the day, registering to vote and getting involved right and i mean this is the young people and everyone listen to me in houston right now young people this is your world this is your community facebook this is your community it's your houston if you don't like the directions go in and register get involved right i mean i don't know what are your thoughts on that oh most definitely the this the church does a very good uh, tries to do a very good job on trying to build leadership among the parishioners there. Same as the Knights of Columbus. They do that too as well. They, they, they offer programs. They try to get the children involved with their parents, which is a good thing to do. Are your sons in, uh, Knights? Yes. They are? Oh, yes. Come on. How proud of you are that? Oh, very much Can you so. imagine that? Do you all have a identifying clothing that everyone's at church saying, oh, that's a knight? Oh, yes. Do you? Yeah, I'm, what? Wearing, I'm wearing one right now. Oh, <laughs> well, well, I love it. I, I want to get me one. I'm going to buy one. I'm, or do you have to be a knight to have a knight shirt? Uh, you have to be a knight. Oh, my so, God. Well, you know what? Well, I just got to be a knight um, because um, I think it's wonderful. I was at, I think I was downtown here at the big uh, Catholic church, the cathedral, mm-hmm. and the knights had on this incredible outfit. Oh, yeah. And they had like a long sword and mm-hmm. the beautiful hat, mm-hmm. and they almost looked like guards from... Uh, you know, like they're guarding the Pope. I mean, it was really a beautiful, beautiful thing. This, uh, oh, I think we had a call. Do we have a call? Yeah, we have a call. Uh, caller, come on through. If You're now talking with Gilbert, a tip from Gilbert. Talk inspiration and prayer every Monday. Because, ladies and gentlemen, there's a lot of good in the world. Let's share that. So, who do we have? Hi, my name's Clarissa. Clarissa, how are you? I'm doing great. How are you doing? Well, we're doing well. I have Mr. Paul Gloria here from Our Lady of Guadalupe, and you're with me, a tip from Gilbert. And uh, do you have a question for one of us, either of us, both of us? Or you just want to talk, and you're welcome to talk to Houston. Well, earlier I um, was listening to Mr. Paul uh, Gloria, and y'all were talking about uh, the Knights of Columbus. Yes. Um, I was curious, are there any female knights? Aha. Are there female knights? Or what, are, what what's the female version of the knights? Well, oh, what do you call a female knight? Oh, is there, well, first of all, are there female knights? Oh, uh, there's not. There's okay. not. Is there a female version of women that are involved in the church? Oh, yes, sir. Matter of fact, the females, uh, the wives, are really our best recruiters. <laughs> is that right? Oh, yes. But do they have an organized group? There's a woman's uh, auxiliary uh, of the knights. Uh, it's... And there's also the Catholic daughters. And what are Catholic daughters? The Catholic daughters are made of women, and they they have their own organization, and it's almost mirrored like the Knights of Columbus, and that they have their regent and and they, they they're almost like a, the legions of Mary, mm. but not like that. Wonderful. One and are they involved with the church also? Oh yes. Uh, okay, wonderful. Well, Clarissa, so then, are are you a Catholic? Uh, yes, I am. Okay, wonderful. And where do you t- attend uh, service? I'm sorry? Where do you attend service? Uh, Immaculate Heart of Mary. 
uh, do you guys have a night a chapter? Do you know? I'm not sure, actually. Yeah. Well, let us ask you this. Um, do y'all have bazaars and things of that nature, too? Is there anything you want to say about your church and what y'all are doing? And are you guys uh, back in service, or are you still doing COVID Zooming? Uh, yes, we are back in service. Um, but I have not been lately to um, Mass, so I'm not really up to date. Very good. Well, we understand that. Tell us about how's COVID, since we have you, how's COVID impacted you? Uh, I have had several uh, family members that have been affected. You mean that they got the um, they virus? Yes. Did everybody make it through? Um, most of them have made it through, but I've had some family that have passed from it. Oh, my goodness. Well... I'm hugging you on the phone right now. I'm so I'm sad to hear that. What got you through it? Thank you. What got you through it? Uh, just staying safe, uh, following protocol, and uh, pretty much just staying in. Well. Amen to that. Well, I appreciate your question, Clarissa, and I hope you call in again. So thank you for talking with Paul and asking Paul a question, and thank you for being on the show. And ladies and gentlemen, again, thank th you. you're welcome. This is a tip from Gilbert Talk, Inspiration and Prayer. And, you know, there was this show, the Carol Burnett Show. Remember the Carol Burnett Show? Oh, yes. And near the end, and you know, I love that show. And it would end, and all of a sudden she'd say, and now here we are. So, And they'd, they'd start singing that song, I'm so glad we had this time together. You know that song? Oh, yes. Well, that's where we are. Are you ready for this? Our time is almost up. Oh, my. And that's how you know you had a good time, right? Oh, yeah. Because it just flies. And so, Houston, just remember something. And I'm going to give you the last word. And then we're going to play our song. And again, I'm going to play the song by Roger Hodgson. I just want to quote him, he said here. He said, the song itself is such a pure, simple message that I think it is really especially even more powerful today when the world has even more problems. And it's even more difficult sometimes to be compassionate and caring because we've got to put up all these barriers to survive. It's a song that really inspires people to give a little bit, not give a lot, just give a little bit and see how it feels and show you care. I know for me, every time I play it in concert, there's something about that song. Uh, and so, Houston, you give a little bit. Let's all give a little bit. And like we played last week, Man in the Mirror, it starts with us. It starts with the man in the mirror. And that's how we're going to change this world and make it better. So, Paul, last word while we start to hear the song uh, softly in the background. Well, look, you're saying there, give a little bit. Uh, when I lost my wife, uh, my family is what got, got me going. What can we get me through this rough stuff? And so um, I'm very grateful that they gave a little bit to me. Well, I'm grateful that you would give a little bit to me and that you would give a little bit to Houston and just share that story because that's uh, something very personal. And we're glad that you did. And you've inspired me, uh, I don't know, to keep going, no matter how bad it is, to keep going. And I think you've inspired Houston. Oh, thank you, Gilbert. Thank you, my friend. This is Give a Little Bit by Roger Hodgson and Supertramp for the next three or four minutes. So please enjoy Houston. And again, it's a tip from Gilbert every Monday, 11 to 11.45 a.m. on Keep Walking with Jesus, KWWJ, 1360 a.m., 96.9 FM. 
11 to 11.45. Call in 832-570-8075. And, of course, a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. Thank you, Houston. Well, thank you, Houston. We may have been one minute left if this is still on the air. We want to say thank you. We want to say thank you to Mr. Paul Gloria, who is a 35-year Knight of Columbus, which is, of course, the church organization that does so many good things for the church. And he's, of course, at Our Lady Guadalupe, which is right there on the East End, since 1912. Pretty amazing. So now I think we're going to be turning over to... Well, I think I'm, I might still have another minute, right? Do I have another minute there, producer? Paul, you may have one more minute. You got a minute. Tell Houston what you think about this show, what you think about Houston, what you think about the Texans, what you think. Well, I'm hopeful for the, uh, for the Astros to win. Well, there you go. Astros. If, if you can't have the Texans win, you got to go with the Astros. Boy, the Texans, you know, it just seems like, you know, they had so many opportunities to win somehow. Yes. Um, I, I don't know. It's just they're just in a funk. You know, sometimes you're just in a funk where just some, nothing seems to go right. So, you know, I, I think they've got good players. I think it all goes back to all these issues going on in the locker room and focus, et cetera. And maybe until they really clarify that out, it's, you know, clear it up. They're going to be in a funk, right? But these players are trying. And, uh, boy, I think do we miss J.J., right? Do we just miss J.J.? Oh, yeah. I think all of Houston misses J.J., so I think we're signing off now, and so we're off the air. So Facebook, this has been a, a, an interesting episode for me, uh, and it all started with a choice of song because it doesn't take much to just treat your fellow human beings with a smile. And in these days, Paul, I don't know what it is. And, of course, Facebook, we have Paul Gloria here from Our Lady of Guadalupe, one of the leaders of the Knights of Columbus. It just seems that... People have lost that just being nice. And I don't know if it's COVID-related or today's, I don't know, political climate, but have you noticed that people just aren't smiling to each other anymore? They're just not as friendly, and we need to get that back, right? Oh, you're so right. Right? That, Gilbert. I mean, I don't know what it is. Do you think it's COVID, or is it just the politics of the world? I mean, I don't know what it is. What do you think it is? I think it is a bit about everything, like you were saying there, the politics, the divisiveness. Uh, that, is all, that is definitely having an impact on the society. Probably people always say, kind of like people say, oh, those teenagers listen to crazy music. And I think in the 50s they said that to t about teenagers. 
they said it about us and me and I'm a I'm 58, so I'm a product of sort of the 70s and 80s. Oh, they all oh, the crazy music we say it about our kids. So maybe it's just something we always say when we're an adult, which is just people aren't as nice as they used to be. But somehow I think it really is true. I don't know. Um, you know, when you see these things going on in Washington and you see name calling, I don't know, maybe it was maybe it's the internet that social media allows people to say mean things about people on the internet and it just goes out there. But, you know, all I can say is Houston, just give a little bit. Right, our song. Just give a little bit. And start with that man in the mirror, the woman in the mirror. And let's be kind to each other. There's really a lot of good in the world. Oh, yes. There's a lot of good. Just look at all the good the Knights do. And they don't get credit. They don't do it for credit. They do it because they love their fellow parishioners. They love their community, right? I mean, they do it for the right reasons. And you're a knight for the right reasons, which is you love your, your fellow knights and you love doing good in the community. Oh, yes, I do. And how great to see your sons now as knights. I mean, you know, I can just imagine the warm feeling when you see them at the night meetings. Hey, son, and you hug them and, and to do something together, right? I mean, I just can't wait for when my sons are a little bit older. How old are your sons? They're f- one is 50. Yeah, one is 50. Yeah, see, my, my sons are still, my oldest is 28, and he's sort of getting his life going with a job and so forth. My next one is 21. Uh, he's at A&M, and he's going to be working in New York, essentially on Wall Street in uh, July. Uh, he's got a job now when he graduates from A&M. And then my next son is a senior at St. Thomas. And then the princess, she's a fresh woman. Of, uh, I don't know why they still say freshman, but a fresh woman. But see, that sounds kind of funny, fresh woman. But, you know, first year high school, let's say that, at St. Agnes and, oh, she's just the apple of my eye. Is that how your daughters are to you? Oh, yeah. How old are your daughters? Uh, one is 40, 44, and the other one's 36. And do they have do they have, they have kids, the girls? Oh, yes. We have one in IWA. Oh, in my Final goodness. And, and when you see those grandkids, do you see your daughter in those kids? Oh, oh, oh yes. Do you? Most definitely. Do you see your wife in those kids? Oh, in every one of them. Isn't that a beautiful thing? Maybe that's how we all live forever, right? Oh, Yes. In the souls, somehow in their soul, there's a little bit of us in them. Mm-hmm. A little bit of you, a little bit of your wife, and the memories that they have of the, your wife and the, you. The legacy. That that's right. And maybe have. that's really how we all live forever. Um, well, Paul, why don't you say your last comments here to the Internet world and Facebook. You've been a real prince to be here, and, and I thank you. And I'm really uh, so grateful you would share the story about your late wife. Mm-hmm. So you want to say anything there to Houston? Well, I just um, basically I want to leave you with uh, the legacy of my wife, which she left with me and my children, is that to be kind to others. You know, that just sounds so simple, but yet it isn't somehow. But yet it is. Just be kind to others. Houston, you heard it from Mr. Paul Gloria, one of the Knights of Columbus, fantastic organization all across Catholic parishes, but for them, of course, it's Our Lady Guadalupe, which is an incredible church if you haven't been there on the East End. Their bazaar's coming up next Sunday. I'm actually, this, this coming Sunday. Coming Sunday. From what to what is it? I guess all day long? From 11 to 8. Please come, uh, people. It's fun, and it's good family fun. So now I leave you with give a little bit again because that's all we want you to do is give a little bit of kindness. Signing off.
Garcia. Join me on my new radio show, A Tip from Gilbert. Talk, inspiration, and prayer every Monday from 11 to 11.45 at 96.9 FM, 1360 AM, KWWJ. Or you can call in at 832-570-8075. Write me at a tip from Gilbert at gmail.com. See you then.